Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And in this episode, we will be um, discussing something that is kind of spontaneous again. So, um, So I had like three topics in my mind, which I wanted to record an episode about. Um, one was, does this look like I'm obsessed, you know, about narcissism and narcissistic abuse? Is it all about obsession? You know, what made this podcast a thing? A second would be virtual, virtuous uh, signaling, which I already mentioned before, but I don't think I talked about. It before and the third would be would be what is taboo like what do we mean by taboo and why do we call some topics you know taboo and we shouldn't talk about them so so this episode is going to be about like I don't know actually I want to talk about all three of them so let's begin. Uh, I think this one is going to be about um, obsession, so-called obsession about uh, narcissistic abuse when it comes to the frequency of um, recording, editing, and publishing episodes about uh, abuse and the whole idea. So. The frequency, I know, it's not really as often as I'd hoped for. Essentially, I made up a uh, schedule that would be occasionally a few episodes during the week because I might not always be um, available or even having enough energy to record a couple uh, during the week. I might not have the time at all or I might not even want to because I'm in the middle of preparing more content or doing something else. Um, And I thought it would be helpful if I put or considered Saturday and Sunday as the official quote-unquote official uh, days where I upload um, record, edit, and publish episodes of the podcast. And sometimes it's either or because I might be busy, you know, uh, during either. So it's like two episodes would compensate for the day that I'm not recording. So it's either like Saturday or Sunday. So or both, actually, if I can be extremely motivated to think about a topic and record it, um and you know uh record and upload and publish both days so that is uh i hope uh in the future maybe if i have more time i'll be recording more often during the week um so so let's dive in (laughs) so the reason why i mean what made this podcast come alive like what is the inspiration what is the idea behind 
uh, recording such episodes and choosing choosing this topic in particular in this niche niche and um, talking about all this. So first of all, I have experienced the majority of everything I talked about, <laughs> like ninety eight percent, if I could say so myself, and. I've always wondered, ever since I was a kid, whether the system I was raised in, or even outside the family, um, you know, even if it were outside, um, you know, the context of um, family, if it were uh, possible for me to even consider, you know, uh, such topic. You know, if I was always wondering, I was, I was always wondering about uh, the normal, the normality of what's going on, and if any of what is going on is healthy and normal, and if everybody acted like that, and I always had this deep suspicion within me that it didn't feel right. It just didn't resonate with me like I couldn't understand this was not something that I accepted easily within myself and I always had predictions and they were right and my intuition I believe was usually correct and I followed it I followed my intuition and I just had this really disturbing gut feeling that what's going on is not normal it just didn't seem like something i would easily digest or <coughs> sorry uh live with for the rest of my life or even adopt in the future if i were to ever get married and have children um and i just you know it never really resonated with me because even when i was a kid i was i'm the youngest in my siblings by the way and i, I always i think i mention it a few times before but i'm the youngest in my siblings and i was the one who would if we go somewhere or visit some family extended family members and mom i would notice would retell the story in another way like she would sort of she would sort of you know mix the story with some truth and some lies in it and i would tell her like no like that's not what happened the, this this and this happened and you said this this and that it didn't happen that way and I, what i would notice all the time is that my brother would i feel like he would he want he wants to speak up and and say those things like I did, but he was also afraid until he also spoke up about it one day and told mom that, you know, you did this, this, and that, and you didn't do this. You you, you lied. You changed the history a bit, and this is how it happened. Or you mentioned something else. You didn't say this. Please don't tell me. Or when, she's, or when she quotes my brother in front of him, in, his, in front of his face... <laughs> with the extended family members and she would quote him saying something different than what he would usually say and so when he confronts her he tells her mom please don't make me say things i wouldn't say usually and her reaction in both cases would be anger and rage and she would just 
she would even cry for us, you know, exposing her like that and telling her that um, she changed some of the history and told stuff that was wrong or re rewrote history in a way that wasn't really true. I was a huge detector of lies <laughs> ever since I was a kid and I just it didn't resonate with me the way that people would mix truth with lies it just didn't really I don't know I just felt really angry and just so pissed off about that that I wanted to speak up like all that I ever lived for was to always tell the truth and I believed in that concept and idea even before i heard or watched jordan peterson's lectures i i'm pretty sure you're familiar with him he's a psychology professor at the university of toronto of canada and he's known for his ideas and i, I think i already mentioned him before and um i always noticed how his perspective and mine are going on the same path and the most thing and the most like amazing and inspiring thing he always said was to always seek truth no matter how hard it may be or how ugly things may turn out. And I did that. I always did that ever since I was a kid. And and I got beat up sometimes because of truth. And I also lied a few times a lot of times actually. <laughs> and that was to save my ass from so many problems. And yet, I still got beaten up. So, either way, I got beaten. Or even, or not beaten up, but scolded and smothered. Uh, even smear campaigned. When I was found to expose someone who might have rewritten history in a way that would best serve them. And not the whole story or the truth in itself. The true story in itself. But usually, you know, apart from the lies and trying to save my ass, I was usually the person who would look for the truth. And who would make sure that everything is as transparent as possible. And year by year, as I was growing up, I just noticed things were, were, sorry, were getting worse and worse and worse until what happened in the year where i was a senior in my high school i think where my mom collapsed and she had a seizure she would never had she would never have seizures i don't think it's something that like uh, it's hereditary i think most likely it was acting uh, acting on her behalf because I saw like I don't know but I glimpsed at a small like small smile going on like there's a smirk you know and you can tell that that smirk was the successful attempt to get attention and I just I had my suspicions I wasn't sure about it I doubt it I doubt it a lot what was going on, I wondered, I thought, I just, uh, I even wrote it about it in my journal, 
trying to figure out what's going on, trying to analyze the event. Turns out I was right. It was all for attention. And then came the the way that every every single discussion as I'm growing, as I'm becoming an adult, basically, and in my college years, there were, when I was studying my English degree, usually we would have philosophical topics to talk about. And when I come home, I'm really excited and eager to talk about these topics and, you know, get some intellectual discussions going on, even though because, you know, like I'm the only one, you know, the remaining because... My siblings are away, and so it's sort of like me trying to spend some time with them. Not really compensating for the absence of my siblings because because I'm not responsible for anybody, but I'm just trying to spend as much time with them as possible because I had a lot of studies. Any And even if I didn't have studies, I would go out most of the time because I'm tired of staying at home. Anyway, um, so... Every time I brought some philosophical topic to talk about, it would be heat. You know, like it would the discussion would heat up to the point where whenever you disagree or whenever you try to show or explain a different perspective from what's going on or what's happening or what's being told or what's being explained, it would turn into an argument. And the conversation or discussion which supposedly, you know, it's it's should be diverse and you know uh, multiple points of view here and there multiple uh experiences sharing of information it's all about exchanging of exchange of information to the to the benefit of everyone and sharing information and talking about personal experiences and um talking about points of view about different topics but in supposedly to the benefit of the the whole conversation to the benefit of everyone but what it would happen was was i was gonna say would and was at the same time <laughs> that sounded weird um was a heat in the discussion to the point where it becomes an argumentation and there's also the notion of anger going on. There's some sort of an insult, you know, like uh, <laughs> my stomach just growled, and I don't know if you heard that, but that was so loud. Anyway, uh, so basically, uh, so yeah, there was a lot of anger, there was ten- tension, there was not so much like a safe, peaceful environment to interact in anymore. And that happened not only once or twice, but all the time. Every single time it would be like as if I insulted them, or I hurt their ego, or I made them feel stupid for whatever reason and i hate that sentence so much because you don't make someone feel anything because they're the only people in in control of their own feelings but they act as if i made them feel stupid you know what i'm saying so and and this whole thing was like a 
discussion that was normally about ideas and concepts and abstract terms turned into an attack on personality and character and assassination right there in front of your eyes a personal attack you know uh, instead of an attack on your ideas because there's a huge difference so and on and on things kept going and the patterns kept repeating themselves and my sister was always favored and then my other sister would deliver information from me to my mom and vice versa and my father would want to leave my mom but then he would stop and surrender and protect her and defend her and then I just noticed these whole things repeat themselves every single time and my suspicions and doubt grew stronger every single time these things would happen um and so it came a point where i decided to do some research when i was i'm so sorry if you're listening to this stupid fucking dog barking uh i'll make sure that the background noise is low to the point where you might most likely won't hear the stupid dog barking so i hope i'll do my job there but ignore the dog (laughs) so um so one day i was you know the college studies really motivated me so much to do a lot of research and to do to give presentations and so that also motivated me to start doing research about topics that are included within the umbrella term of psychology and it all started with the word abuse and starting to ask google questions like what does an abusive person do what is abuse um what are the signs that someone is abusive um how to deal with someone abusive etc and uh so you know if you notice uh those questions revolve around a common theme which is abuse and dealing with it and so it all basically started from there i don't remember when exactly but it was in my college uh year studies where i because of critical thinking and because of theories of criticism that subject in particular got me really really interested in everything that has to do with critical thinking and intellectual reasoning and critiquing things that aren't said or the implying things that weren't said and try to reveal them and expose them so what i did then was a continuous dedicated amount of research that never stopped till this day of what was going on and again this all goes back to my intuition because i for one time for once was able to believe in myself and say hey this isn't right something is wrong and i might as well look up family abuse and there you go the light bulb how do i say it turned on and it all seemed clear 
and the whole picture was clear. And the more I dove into this topic, the scarier it was and the more terrifying it was. And the more that I see these patterns repeat themselves, the easier it was for me to verbalize what's going on because I was not able to determine what was going on like verbally. I was not able to say what this action meant and what that action meant and what this term is defined as and what this action is named as. And so thanks to psychology and all the psychologists and all the psychotherapists and all the research nurses who dedicate their lives and uh, time to uh, do research and talk about these topics, uh, the image became clearer and clearer. And the more you know. So... I, the the uh, the idea of abuse in itself, and combined with that, combined with my personal experience, was already more than obvious that the whole system was dysfunctional. And it was not fully operational in a healthy, loving, caring way. Everyone is divided. Everyone is separated. Everyone is on their own. And we only call each other when we are pretending that we're asking for each other. Or usually when we need something from each other. So, I don't know. But it's all a web of these things going on and how much the indirect communication goes on like the secret that is shared but nobody knows about at the same time the talks behind your back instead of facing you face forward um the uh gaslighting the hypocritical comments the judgmental eyes the lies, the verbal abuse, the condescension, the smothering, it all made sense to me when I talked about that, when I researched about that, when I kept going. And, and here's the thing, in my personality, I had a very bizarre trait, and this was only exposed when I started doing research about topics on abuse and psychology which was obsession and truly was what drove me to be obsessed quote unquote over these topics is the huge huge interest in how terrible horrifying scary and just traumatizing information you read on the internet just when you just read on the internet these articles alone or when you watch a doctor a psychotherapist or a psychologist or a coach even talking about these topics in a very professional neutral way 
And when you see the similarities between what they're talking about and how real the things they're talking about are, because the things they're talking about are happening. When you realize the similarity there, it scares the fuck out of you. And it definitely did that to me. And I'm not going to deny it. Every single time I would watch a YouTube video or read an article about a particular topic regarding abuse and regarding this whole umbrella of narcissism, it terrified me even more to know that this happened. This actually happened to me. And in the middle of it happening, I was aware of what's going on and the situation definitely was not a good thing to go through but when you're able to read about it or watch a video about it from a professional perspective you will know how effective publishing and Uploading and sharing these information online is extremely effective and important to raise awareness and to make people aware of what's going on instead of unable to even identify these behaviors, unable, unable to even say or distinguish between the good and the bad or differentiate between the good behavior and the bad behavior and so this was it the light bulb was turned on and finally I was capable of determining things and naming things and what's going on and ever since then my research never stopped And you know, I'm sorry if you're hearing those kids also. This is a terrible timing to record, I know, but it's just, um, it's in the background. I'll make sure it's uh, reduced. So, um, what was that talking about? So basically, my research didn't stop ever since then. And I have to say, that the idea of a podcast brought to me and to you by anger, which I also, by the way, stumbled upon. I was completely uh, curious, curious, and wanting to know about podcasts. And so I downloaded the app Google Podcasts and Spotify, and then slowly also discovered the science of podcasting, sound recording, sound editing, and then came Anchor and the sponsored ad, which I keep repeating in every single episode because it's true. Every single letter of that ad that I put on, that of, of that message that I put on, is true. Anchor really helped me build this audience that I have. And I'm so grateful for that. And the whole idea of podcasting then to me became like a dream come true. 
the idea of talking about what it, whatever it is you want and expressing yourself audio-wise and having people listen to you is miraculous. It's amazing. Being consistent also is extremely important. But, you know, sometimes life happens, so you're not always capable of recording. But you'll see that people will play previous episodes, and it's pretty awesome <laughs> either way. But I would say pretty much this was not particularly an obsession it was a huge enormous overwhelming interest to the point where i found myself sometimes also hallucinating over these topics um thinking about what to talk about next and it was like an occupation for me it, and and it was like a drug <laughs> And I did not stop, and I haven't stopped. It was overwhelming sometimes to the point where I just couldn't concentrate on anything, and I just wanted to get some sleep because my brain works and f just freaking burns fat a lot. I don't know if I'm even making this right. Making sense. Uh... Basically, what I'm trying to say is my brain never stopped working, and that overwhelmed me a lot of the times. But also, I find it very therapeutic and very helpful to be able to talk about the topics that keep crawling inside my mind like a freaking parasite. And when I talk about it like this, I'm feeling way better and a lot more energetic and that's how obsession works <laughs> i would say pretty much it's a mixture of both you know there's this interest in psychology definitely and that burst of course because there came a time when i also wanted to study psychology um after my english degree but um, I was always underestimated, and uh, I was never taken seriously, of course. I was told that it wasn't my domain, because essentially uh, I'm not much of a reader, and I don't read about psychologists, much like Freud or... Uh, uh, what is his name? Sartre, or Jean-Paul Sartre, or... Uh, Camus or any name, Nietzsche or any names like that. And that um, it wasn't something I would succeed in. But look at, look at the fucking shit that I have right now. <laughs> um, so um, I'm not going to reveal... Wait, actually... Wait a minute. Okay, so I'm going to reveal the place. So far, I have 5.2k plays. Yay! <laughs> and in the span of a year, 
actually a year and a month now. Amazing progress. Still gradual and slow, but definitely amazing. And uh, I hope to keep growing the amount of plays. And uh, I'm so happy that I've been capable of doing the amount of research that I have and that I have people listening and that uh, there's an engagement. And thank you. I wanted to say thank you so much for showing your attention and engagement to the episodes that I uh, record and publish. It definitely means the world to me. And so I wanted to just share with you this whole idea behind self-evolution regardless. And also the name was intentionally chosen to not directly talk about narcissism and narcissistic abuse but to emphasize the importance of self-care and self-love regardless of the abuse you know what i'm saying so so yeah um i am extremely extremely happy to have recorded all the episodes for you and so happy that you're listening and that i will hopefully keep on doing this for you and the most important thing for me is to spread awareness and to hopefully make sense by the end of the day and that you learn something from each episode that i record and uh edit and publish all right okay so this is it for this episode um i hope you enjoyed listening as much as i enjoyed recording and please don't forget to check out the links i'll be posting in the show notes (laughs) and if you'd like to see this podcast successful and thriving um please don't hesitate to support it even the smallest amount will be very much appreciated And check out the updated merch. I'll try to also update the blog or website that I posted. Uh, It's been such a long time since I've written those. And I know it's terrible. I'll I'll, I'll try. I'll I'll do my best. Okay. Um, You know, we only have 24 hours a day, right? So. (laughs) Okay. Um. So without any further ado, I'll see you next episode.